Welcome to How to Talk to Weirdos. Employee surveys show that the most common complaint in corporations is communication. Self-described weirdo, Jeremy Doran is here to help. As host of the How to Talk to Weirdos podcast, Jeremy shares everything he's learned about communication. As an engineer, speaker, coach, and student of psychology, he shares his findings, tips, and techniques, plus his conversations with experts to help all of us, especially us weirdos, talk to each other effectively. And now, here's Jeremy Doran. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of How to Talk to Weirdos. Firstly, I want to make it clear that I'm not using weirdo as an insult. I'm using it to indicate just how different everyone is and how they think, they process, how they perceive the world, and how they communicate. We're like snowflakes, no two alike. When someone's different than you, though, they can seem like they're a weirdo. Now, some people feel more different to us than others do, but most of us tend to spend our time with people who are similar to us in a lot of ways, so communication can feel relatively easy. But still, there are always miscommunications. Imagine a couple. They're both from, say, Indiana. They're both ex-military. They're both accountants. They both run a lot, and they love gourmet food. Even if those two people who are so similar have been together for, say, 10 years, I guarantee they're still going to have communication issues from time to time. Now, imagine that one of those works with someone who is from, say, Boston, leans far left politically, they compete in esports, they prefer pub food, and they talk a lot. That is going to be much more challenging to communicate with them, but it can be done, and often that is incredibly rewarding. Really relating to someone who's so different than us can be such a wonderfully eye-opening event. There's so much to learn if you take the time to understand people who at first seem a little weird. Now, there are some groups of people who are typically thought of as being difficult to talk to. Engineers and accountants are the ones who come to mind right away. Sometimes at a networking event, someone will ask me what I do, and I will casually say, I help engineers talk to the humans. And without fail, it gets a laugh. They nod their head knowing exactly what I mean, and then they tell me a story about some engineer that they know. The thing is, the average engineer is in fact a great communicator. They're just great at communicating in a way that's different than, say, the average salesperson. To that salesperson, the engineer seems weird, and to the engineer, the salesperson seems absurd. Both may be wonderful people, but the difference in how they process, perceive, and ultimately communicate is a barrier to them really understanding the other's point of view. Most times, they're just going to avoid each other at all costs. In corporate America, I've been there where the person who had to go and talk to the engineers was the one who drew the short straw because everyone avoided it. But sometimes you have to work on a project together, and often that doesn't go well. Often there's exasperation and frustration until a third person comes in and acts as a buffer, someone who can understand both sides and act as a kind of interpreter someone who has the code book for both people. Now, my goal in this podcast is to help people who are very different from each other to not just communicate, but to really relate without needing that third party to interpret for them. In essence, I'm looking to provide a universal code book to help us all communicate with just about anyone, even and especially weirdos. Now, a little bit about me. When I was growing up, people very often made no sense. 
I understood the words, but I never understood what they actually meant. It was as if everybody had a code book except for me, and it was very frustrating. So I learned that I had to pay very close attention to their tone of voice and their body language. And when they said something and I found out what it actually meant, I would file that away for the future. I eventually realized that I tend to think and talk in logical truths and facts where most people are much more emotionally based than I am and how they describe outside events and their own thoughts. And that required translation every time that we were having communication. I had to constantly translate. And then when I got married, I actually married someone who had grown up in another country and started out speaking another language. And I'd find myself in a room where everyone was speaking that foreign language. And what was funny was they usually thought that I had already learned the language when in fact I only knew a few words. But it was so similar to when I was growing up. I was used to not really understanding what words meant, but using context and using body language and using close observation to understand what was going on. Basically, I'd been practicing for that all of my life. As an adult, I saw the movie called The Imitation Game, and it's mostly about Alan Turing. He's commonly called the father of the modern computer, and he was finding a way to break the unbreakable codes in World War II. In the scene where he is a young man, he's brilliant, he's great at math, he's great at science, but ultimately he's struggling in life and he's not really happy. Makes friends with an older boy and the boy says, ooh, you should try cryptography. And Alan says, what's that? The older boy says, well, it's when people say one thing, but they mean another. And Alan pauses for a second, tilts his head to the side, and he says, oh, you mean the way everyone talks all the time? And I got to tell you, that scene hit me like a ton of bricks because that was exactly how it felt for me a lot of the time. Now, mind you, I'm not as brilliant as Alan Turing, but we both agree that what people say and what they mean can often be a mystery. So once again, my goal in this podcast is to explore that code book so that we can all learn to relate to just about anyone. There's going to be a new episode every Thursday. Every second week, it'll be me sharing my thoughts like I'm doing today, though in the future, I'm going to get into more specific topics, talk about research in the area and tell some stories. And each is going to probably last around 10 minutes. But in the other weeks, I'm going to be interviewing expert guests about specific topics within communication. And those will be around 30 minutes. Some of the topics are going to be personality types, body language, mediums of communication, styles of communication, depending on the goal of that conversation, and conflict management. Ideally, it's not managing conflict, but it's communicating so well that you can avoid it. And there's going to be a lot more topics too. I'm also going to end each interview with three standard questions. I just think it's a fun way to get to know our guests. And so I suppose I should give you what my answers are as well. Question number one is going to be what's a favorite place you've traveled to and where is a place you dream of going? For me, my favorite experience was in Helsinki, Finland. I was lucky enough to be there right around the summer solstice. So the days were long. It was warm out. There's forest and there's cities. It's just a wonderful place. I highly recommend it. Of the places I want to go, there are a lot, but the Galap Galapagos Islands are very high in my list. All right. Question number two is, 
Who is someone who you think is a great communicator? And this can be someone in your personal life or a public figure. For me, hands down, it's Carl Sagan. He took astrophysics. He boiled it down to its essence so that everyone can understand it. And he kept us enthralled with Cosmos over 13 television episodes. He and it was brilliant. The third question is, what is one tip you'd like to give everyone about how to be a better communicator? And mine is that when things start to get heated, stop, assume that the person understands you, and assume that you don't understand their point of view. When you do that, you're going to stop reiterating your point and trying to push it, and you're going to start asking some real genuine questions. It's going to help you really understand where they're coming from. And once you start doing that, it's going to make it much more likely that they will stop pushing and they will start trying to understand your point of view as well. In the second episode, I'm going to be interviewing Alan Langer. Alan's a coach, author, speaker, and a lot of what he learned about communication comes from his years of sales experience. So we're going to talk about communication in a sales setting, but the lessons learned apply to all of the rest of our lives as well. I hope you enjoy these episodes as we all learn together. If you have any topics you'd like covered or research you'd like to hear about, or if you're interested in being a guest and telling everyone about it yourself, please reach out and let me know. Let's all learn and develop the topic as we go. Thank you for listening. I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to How to Talk to Weirdos. Check out our website at www.jeremydoranspeaks.com and follow Jeremy Doran Speaks on Instagram and follow our LinkedIn showcase page, How to Talk to Weirdos, for more great content and to suggest episode ideas. Please follow us on your favorite podcast player to get our latest episodes. And remember, everyone is a weirdo to someone.